0: going on hello hey what's happening all right everybody uh, welcome you to honky talk this is todd as always i'm here at the homeboy big d what's up big d
1: what's happening football saturday in ohio right that's right Best time of year, very best. So today's our wrap-up show. We we promised the Buckeye faithful we would review uh, last week's game.
0: Right, right.
1: I have three points. I know you have three points too. Uh, I I mean, just some overall thoughts. I I don't know that uh, that Oregon State's going to win a game this year.
0: No, they probably won't. They They were not last year.
1: They were they were not that good. No, Um, I think that uh, it's it's hard to. I mean, when we say these things, uh, let's you know keep it with a grain of salt because we didn't really see much. It was more like a walkthrough, frankly.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was like a uh, practice with hitting.
1: Yeah, it was like the JV comes up and scrimmages the varsity. Yeah, it was pretty bad,
0: but uh I did see some things that were kind of concerning. And I saw
1: some yes. good things. So why don't we get into it? Um we both have three thing three takeaways. Why don't you go ahead and uh why don't you go ahead and tell me uh tell me your first one and then I'll give you my first one.
0: Okay, well my first one is the passing game looked really good. Uh Haskins was real sharp with the ball. Um offensive line looked real you know cohesive as a unit not that they were facing you know the uh Bengals defensive front but uh they looked pretty good the running backs looked real good so the offense in general looked like it was humming um I liked that a lot I liked how they kept Haskins in the pocket so I thought that was pretty good
1: yeah so my number one thing obviously Haskins, I mean, there were some bright spots, right? So right. Dwayne Haskins was definitely one. Um, that offense looks like it's primed to be – I'm just going to go ahead and say it. it's probably primed to be one of the best in school history, if not the best. I mean, they ran up, what, 700 yards of offense? Yeah, um, they, yeah they was killing it. H- Haskins, I mean, you and I saw it last year even with the game that we went to when he came in for mop-up duty at UNLV and the first pass he threw had more velocity on it than any pass we had seen all day. Yeah. Um, should he have been the starter last year? I don't know. I think it's a little too early. I, I would say, Buckeye fans, if you're expecting this every week, yeah. the, the defense is going to get a lot a lot tougher. So, um, Haskins, uh, another bright spot was um, Joey Boza – or, I'm sorry, Nick Bosa? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, he looked – and, you know, that whole line, that whole defensive line looked great. But, again, how tough is Oregon State's offensive line, really? So, those were a couple bright spots in my number one. What's, what's your second – what's your second takeaway?
0: Well, my second takeaway was that the defensive line that you just touched on looked really good but the rest of the defense look kind of mediocre. Um, defensive backs were bad, which we all last year as well. Um, they, they will give up big plays. If you're giving up big plays, the Oregon state, you're going to, which, which I get Oregon state is a pack pack 12 team. And they do a lot more with the offense than they do defensively out there because they play flag football. But, uh, if you're giving up the big plays to those guys, you're going to give them up to the Penn States and Michigan's of the world.
1: Yeah. So I noticed the exact same thing. I mean, the, the big plays, I mean, he may have found himself a place in the draft uh, from Oregon state. I don't know what his name is. We don't fact check, but he, he ran all over them for big plays and that's, that's concerning. I think the linebackers in the secondary. You've got a new secondary coach um, out there, which is, you know, the secondary outside of Denzel Ward last year wasn't wasn't that really that good. Um, you know, again, in the early stages of the year, you saw them go in. Uh, what what did UNLV hang on them last year, Todd? Was it twenty twenty eight or twenty one? It was, and yeah. yeah. UNLV, I believe, had just gotten beat the week before by a one double A team. So, yeah. um, you know, that's that's why they schedule opponents that aren't as as formidable in the beginning, so that they can get their stuff together. If anybody doubts uh, Greg Schiano's ability to pull the defense together, then you're not really paying attention. At the same time. You know, I mean, I think the talent is there. I just think there were lapses in, in judgment there. But we'll see today. Today we'll again tell the tell, tell the tape. Now it's it's raining, so that kind of has a, that kind of has an effect on things, obviously. But you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see how this team progresses. I think we're going to see a maybe an opposite of what we're used to at Ohio State, which is. You know, just a, an amazing uh, offensive side of the ball and a, um, maybe a lackluster defensive side of the ball. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, they're definitely
0: going to have to outscore some
1: opponents this year.
0: Um, so, look, my third point was was um, Tate Martell. when he got into the game, he looked a lot like and I'm gonna use this and I know it's overused, but to me he reminded me of a young Brett Favre. And what I mean by that is, and what I mean by that was is he was crisp in the throwing game, he was explosive in the running game, but he made some bonehead decisions. One of uh in particular the one where he ran outside and then pitched a the ball to a guy that probably wasn't expecting a pitch and only gained like maybe two more yards. I mean, it looked real sweet, and everybody got real excited for it, but it probably got him in the doghouse on Monday when they came in and watched the film.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is typical Ohio State football, right? So if we're talking about errors that the second-string quarterback made who hasn't seen game, footage ever i think we're in a good spot um I, I i agree with you here's the thing that i noticed here's my third takeaway okay um it's very clear to me that mike weber oh. is tired of people is tired of people talking about jk dobbins um <laughs> Did he take
0: that- because they started dobbins and then you didn't yeah see no more
1: <laughs> right well dobbins had almost 100 yards and i think mike weber had 180 mike so you're talking about 280 yards of ground Didn't game he have like
0: there three touchdowns too
1: he did wow. he did and to top it off i think the other two reserves behind them got got in the end zone as well Yeah, need looks so, really good too yeah so when we look at that again it's kind of hard to determine and, uh how good they really are because the you know the team they were playing wasn't very good all that to be said you know haskins has a zip on the ball um as far as his throwing ability we we've not seen um bosa and um just that whole defensive line and i think if i were that defensive line i'd be a little irritated that you know everybody's everybody's talking about clemson um their defensive line and their defensive line is is definitely probably one of the best in the country right but the second breath probably needs to be that Ohio states is just as good. Now, uh, we don't we want to do the typical non-Ohio state things on this podcast, and um, one of those won't be ever you know complaining about the ESPN bias and, and all that. We, we all kind of know that exists. That's like saying, you know the sky is blue right. But um, you know as we look at as we look at that defensive line, that is definitely a bright spot on the defense. Uh, people are saying that Boza may go number one overall, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, is a stud, man. He might be better than his brother.
0: Uh, uh, Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah we see tell. the rest of this year. As long as he doesn't get ejected at first play of a bowl game, I think he's got it.
1: <laughs> um, okay, well, this week is Rutgers. Uh, it should be, even though it's raining, it should be a pretty easy day for the Buckeyes. And I know we all say, like, you know, you don't look ahead, and right, you gotta really. But I mean, come on, they're they're gonna win today. Um, if they don't, like, I'll come back on this podcast and say I was wrong. Right. But um, you know, at this point, uh, this is our our wrap up on the first on the first game of the year, it was, it was kind of lackluster. I mean, you know, there was a lot to be excited about, but I think we're all kind of just, you know, kind of wait and see what the next, what the next chapter holds, how they do today. And then the big one obviously is next week.
0: Oh yeah. TCU is going to be a huge game. Um, Have you seen the line for today? What is it? It's uh,
1: 35 for Ohio State. Now, I would expect that to go down as uh, closer to game time just because it's raining, and I don't know that they're going to throw the ball all over the field. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be a more controlled day. But um, that's that's interesting. They're, they must be buying the hype on Haskins. You know, the um, just like people overhype, Uh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, I've seen articles about how Haskins is going to win the Heisman and going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. And I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of football to be played. Just a lot of it.
0: It is. Um, I I say after week one, if you want to put him in the conversation for the Heisman, I'm okay with that, but we'll see week five, six, seven, if he's still there. You know, uh, a lot of people like to talk about that because it's filler for their shows.
1: You know, I got to say one more thing about Haskins is, did you notice that they still are holding on to that spread um, zone read start to the play? Uh, Is anybody really expecting Dwayne Haskins to run the ball? I mean, I'm
0: not, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't think he's an explosive runner with the ball, but I don't know. I, I hope and pray that uh, when when Irvin gets back, they keep the offense somewhat similar to what they did week one. Let Hoskins just stay in the pocket, throw the throw the ball, man, throw it. hand it off. Yeah, I
1: guess I guess what I'm saying though is with the zone read, his eyes are not necessarily on the receiver right. from 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 the snap they're kind of faking on the zone read and maybe it's a zone read into the pass more more this mm-hmm. year but it's like they just can't let that go yeah. right you could still play often and have his eyes down but, can still run
0: a zone uh-huh. read, but don't run it as much i mean they they pretty much try to run that every play um especially when last year with barrett and i think that hurt barrett a lot because he's not that guy um yeah you know right. I mean and they
1: Well he was. They, I, I they think forced he lost him,
0: that. They forced he him. yeah. Hurt. Yeah, they kinda forced of him into right. that. last year he shouldn't have been running it. You know, the three years before, yeah. Yeah I mean. But like you said, once he got hurt he lost that. Um man, I got one more takeaway. I know it's four, but the special teams, That's okay. The special teams look terrible. Terrible. You thought so? I thought they looked terrible. Not so much in the field goal, you know, special teams way, but the kickoff teams and the punt teams look pathetic. So hopefully that gets tightened up. I know that's Urban's unit he takes a special interest in. So hopefully that gets a little better as uh,
1: the weeks go on. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you and I never thought that there'd be a letdown, or at least – a noticeable letdown with Urban out of the picture. He's actually been at practice this week. He's not able to coach right. the game, but he's, he's able to practice. He's able to be around until, I think, 24 hours before the game, and then he's got a kind of amuse, and then after the game he can come back in. Mm-hmm. Let's not overlook that. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the country for a reason. Um, he's going to add – um, obviously, a lot. So we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what difference that makes, and you know we'll we'll take it as it comes. But it should be another interesting day, right. and um, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what they do. But other than that, go Bucks, right, go
0: Bucks. All right,
1: all right. Well, that's it for the day, right? <laughs> or at least for this yeah. Buckeye this Buckeye uh, recap. That's right.
0: This is it for the Buckeye recap and we'll be hitting you with uh, one more uh, special one today that we're going to try to do every week is the uh, the lines for uh, five games in college. So we're going to try to do that every Saturday from here on out for football anyway. So we'll uh, see you on that one. Honky out. All right. Honky out.